message this morning, go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 10. We've been walking through this book for several weeks now, and we're, we're, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, we'll be finished with this right before revival, in case you're wondering. The last Sunday of July uh, will be the conclusion uh, of this book. So we've got about uh, six, seven weeks left in this, in this wonderful book. But 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we'll be in verse 7 through 18 this morning. There's a key word that's mentioned five times, at least five times in this text. It's the word boast. Now we've always been taught growing up never to boast or never to brag. And that is true. However, in the scripture, it does say in verse 17, he who glories or he who boasts, let him boast in the Lord. So is Jesus Christ worthy to brag about? He absolutely is. So there is a right boasting. There is a time to boast. And that's what I want us to talk about this morning. One of the words that has been very familiar to our terminology over the last several weeks and even several months is the term fake news. You hear it all the time. In fact, many of us watch fake news all day long. It depends on what station you are watching and fake news is out there. It's things that they want to publish, not necessarily if it's a true story, but they are pushing an agenda. So the term fake news has been out there. If you were to Google fake news today, you can come up with all different types of stories that have been published, whether on the internet or in a magazine or broadcast on a cable news station that was totally false and totally contrary. Did you know that in June of this year, there's going to be 15 straight days of darkness? 15 solid days. Now, they didn't tell us which one. We're just going to be surprised when we wake up one day and it's going to be black dark for 15 straight days. Now, that's a story that has been published. It's a story that's been uh, all over the Internet. It says 15 days of complete darkness. It's the same story that was written in December of uh, excuse me, in, in November of 2015, saying that NASA confirms the Earth will experience 15 days of complete darkness. Astronomers from NASA have indicated that the world will remain in complete darkness starting Sunday, November 15, 2015, to November 30, 2015, from 3 a.m. to 4.15. The same thing that's going to happen in June of this year. Now, you can go on and read the story after story after story, but that's fake news. But that's one that gets shared all over the internet. That's one that if somebody mentions it on the cable news station, we believe it. And we, we have to uh, be careful what we hear today. But you know, fake news is not 2017. Fake news has always been here. Fake news started in Genesis chapter 3. Fake news started at the beginning of time where the enemy, Satan, the author of all lies, the author of fake news told Adam and Eve contrary to what God told Adam and Eve. And the lies have started all the way up until today. We must be careful what we believe. We must be careful what we, what we read. We must be careful even when we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. That's what Paul is talking about. There are some accusers in the church of Corinth. And they're spreading around fake news. They're spreading around gossip. 
They're spreading around lies that goes against who Paul is. And Paul is addressing that in chapter 10 through 13. And this morning, as he says in verse number 7, he says, Do not look at the things according to the outward appearance. If anyone is convinced in himself that he is Christ, let him again consider this in himself. Just as he is Christ, even so we are Christ. But notice what he says back in verse 7. Do you look at things according to outward appearance? He's asking a question. The, the actual word is, look at the facts. The, the literal translation is, look at what is right in front of your face. In other words, hey, open your eyes and, and see for yourself. The church of Corinth is kind of swaying. Do we believe Paul and what he says? Or all these false teachers that claim that Paul is not a true apostle? Who do we believe? And Paul says, hey, just open up your eyes. The, the, the facts are right in front of you. The proof is right there in front of you of what it means to boast and what it means to boast in the Lord. And what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Open your eyes and just look. You know the best way to find out if something is true or false? Just open up your eyes and use some common sense. And that's kind of what Paul says here. He says, man, look. Look at the life of the false teachers and then look at my life. Look at what God has done in my life. Not to brag, but I want to give praise and honor to the Lord, Paul is saying. So that's why he uses the word boast some five different times. So let's walk through this text. And I want to show you four things this morning about boasting in the Lord. Some things that we can do in the midst of fake news, in the midst of false teaching all around us. We must be vocal when it comes to the Lord. So the first one is this. Boast in your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Boast in your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, if you understand about salvation, it's all of the Lord. It is something that He gives you through the grace of God. And we boast. We are excited about what Christ has done inside of our hearts. Not that we're, we're conceited or, or even self-centered. But we want to give credit. Well, credit is due that Jesus Christ has saved us. That's what He says in verse 7. He says, if anyone is convinced in himself that he is Christ, let him again consider this in himself. Just as he is Christ, even so we are Christ. See, these false teachers were going around saying, we are a, an elite group. We're not just Christian. We are Christ. We are a part of this social club. We are a part of this group that, that, is, that is higher than everybody else. And Paul doesn't refute them. Not yet. He does in chapter 11. But he simply says, if you say you're of Christ, then I'm of Christ too. If you claim that you're Christ, I'll, I'll claim that too. You remember what he said in the first part of 7? Hey, look for yourself. If they say they're of Christ, and, and I say of them Christ, then Jesus says this, you will know them by their fruits in Matthew chapter 7. So I will base my claim on my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I've got a whole bunch of people who can testify what Christ has done in my life. I can, I can bring Ananias here. I can bring Timothy here. I can bring Luke here. I can bring Peter here. I can bring as many as you want to to testify that Jesus Christ has saved me. So he says here, if, if you say you're of Christ, then, then I am too. 
And I will boast in a personal relationship with Christ. Paul could make the same claim. The issue was not subjective, but it was objective. Paul says, just open up your eyes and look. Who do you think is a part of Christ? Who do you think is a part of the kingdom of God? Paul wanted the church to look at the objective evidence, the facts of his life. The conversion ministry were matters of public knowledge that were in the churches. That's what Paul wanted to see. The issue with these false teachers was that they were unrepentant. And listen to me this morning. Unrepentant sinners will always struggle with the truth. Unrepentant sinners, whether they are writing an article, whether they're on a TV station giving a claim of something that had taken place, unrepentant sinners will always have trouble with the truth. Paul says, let the truth be known. I'm okay. I'll boast in the Lord. Let's open up our eyes and let's let the church decide who is real in Christ. Could you make that claim? If somebody came up to you and said, you're just fake. There's nothing real about you. I have watched your life. There's nothing good about your life. Could you say like Paul, hey, let's just open up our eyes. I will let my life be evidence of a personal relationship with Christ. You know what happens a lot? We boast. We're good at boasting. That's our, that's our nature. Boy, we boast about our children. We boast about our families and all that may be rightly justified. We boast about our jobs and maybe our vehicles or our sports teams. We are glad to boast about all of that. But the greatest event that ever happened in our life, and that's Jesus Christ dying on the cross and saving us from our sins, we are usually the most quiet about. God help us in that. And may we boast in our personal relationship with Jesus. But he says the second thing down in verse 8. He says, even if I should boast somewhat more about our authority, which the Lord gave us. Paul said, hey, I, I can boast about being a true apostle because I am. He says, for edification and not for your destruction, I shall not be ashamed, lest I seem to terrify you by letters. The second thing about boasting in the Lord is not only do you boast in your personal relationship with Christ, but you boast in your deep love for the church. You boast, you're excited, you brag, you share about your deep love for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he says in verse 8. He says, if we should boast about our authority, that's okay. But he says, it's for your edification, not for your destruction. Paul says, I'm here to build you up and not to destroy you. False teachers divide, they degrade, they destroy the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, I'm not about that. He says, look, I was the one who came and helped start the church of Corinth. I'm about building you up. I'm about edifying you. Remember, look at the evidence. Look for yourself. And one who boasts is one who boasts in the deep love for the church of Jesus Christ. Paul's ministry as a true apostle had resulted in progress and strength of the church. Real 
genuine Christians will love the church and they will love the head of the church. Listen to what Paul wrote later on in Ephesians chapter, uh, chapter number 4, 11 through following. He says, some he gave to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers and for the equipping of the saints and the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of knowledge of the Son of God to be a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about in every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head of who is the head Christ you want to boast in the Lord? Man, boast about the church. Boast about the head of the church. That we are a unique body. We are the bride of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Some are arms, some are legs, some are eyes, some are feet. But we're all together and we need each other. And we boast about what Jesus Christ is doing in the church. Boy, that's a great reminder for every member of the body of Christ. When things get tough and the lies come out. And the temptation to, whether it be fake or the temptation to lean towards sin instead of righteousness, may we remember that we are here to build up and to edify and to boast in the love of the church. He says in verse 9, lest I seem to terrify you by the letters. Paul says, look, I'm going to speak the truth to you. And I'm going to speak it in love. He's already sent one extremely harsh letter. But it was the truth. Remember, genuine Christians love the truth. Unrepentant sinners have trouble with the truth. When somebody tells you the absolute truth, can you handle it? It hurts sometimes. But I'd rather tell them the truth, even if it hurts, than tell me a lie and make me feel good. Lord, give me the truth. So Paul has a heart that boasts in the, in the deep love for the church but number three the bible says in verse 10 and following it says this is what they say the false teachers his letters they're they're weighty and they're powerful but his bodily presence is weak and his speech is contemptible notice what they're saying boy you sure do write good but man you sure do look like a weakling I mean, you, your, your body, your, your, you don't have a voice that will carry like, like a great uh, preacher or a great writer, a great missionary. You're just a little weakling. That's what they say. In verse 11, he says, let such a person consider this. You know, Paul said, hey, just open your eyes. That what we are in word by letters when we're absent, such we will be also indeed when we're present. Just open up your eyes, and I want you to look. Not only that we boast in our personal relationship with Jesus, not only because of our love for the church, but we boast in a character that is godly. Paul says, watch our life. And what we read, what we have written, is the same about what we are in real time. All you have to do is watch. Just look around. Paul says it's the same. It's the same godly character. Paul's life was consistent. He was the same person indeed when present as was he was in his letter when he was absent. He was no hypocrite. His integrity was unimpeachable. And this is what he characterized his life by. Just watch me. Anybody can write a good letter. 
But can we live a good letter? Anybody can write something that sounds really good. But can we back it up by the way we live our life? The old saying is this. It's much easier to preach ten sermons than it is to live one. It's much easier to stand and to preach and to share things that may be in the Scripture, things that God has taught in our own life. But it's a lot harder just to live one and to live what we are saying, to live what we are living. The false teachers were often quite different in private than they were in public. They had this two-faced mentality. In front of everybody, they were okay. Yet behind the scenes, they were different. There's a lot of Christians that may be like that as well. In front of everybody, they sing the same songs. They carry the same Bible. They're in your Sunday school class. They do all the right things. But when nobody's looking around, they're totally different. Yet Paul says, look, when we boast, we boast in our salvation, our relationship with Christ. We boast in the church and the love that we have for the church. But we boast in a character that is godly. We're the same person. Whether somebody knows or not. The great thing about our Lord, He looks past everything and He knows all. He knows our private. He knows our public. He knows every single dark corner of our life. He knows us like anybody knows us. Yet He still says, I love you. So boast in a character that is godly. Then He says the fourth one, verse 12 and following. He says, for we do not... Listen to verse 12. This is actually humorous. It says, we do not dare class ourselves... Or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. By, but they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, they're not wise. Now, I had to read that about ten times because it can be confusing. But this is pretty much what he says. He says, you false teachers are comparing yourself to each other. He said, you're saying that, well, I'm so much more, more better than he is. He can't quote, he can only quote two books of the law. I can quote all five books. His prayers are only two minutes long. I can pray for ten minutes long. And they compare their life and their, their righteousness by somebody else. That's what he says. It says, for we dare not, we don't do that, Paul says. We don't compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. He says, but they, they measure themselves by themselves. Now that's humorous, but man, don't we do that? Man, I'm not as bad as that guy is. Praise the Lord. Man, I'm not as bad off as he is. Did you hear what she did? Boy, I mean, she, she is a big sinner. I'm glad I'm not like that. That's our nature. And Paul says we don't do that. We don't look at somebody else's life and compare and use that as a basis of propping us up and making us look down. You know what? I may not be the most perfect person in the world, but I'm not like that. But boy, if I can tell you how many times I've heard that sharing the gospel. Brother John, I know I'm not perfect, but I know I'm not like that. Brother John, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm not in jail waiting a sentence of murder or something. I know I'm, not, I'm, I'm glad I'm not like that. I know there's work I got to do, but I know I'm not like that. And they miss half the Bible. Where it says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. That every person who's ever lived is a sinner. That whether we're in a jail cell waiting a death sentence or we're sitting on a pew in a Baptist church, we all need the grace of God. We all need salvation. 
Paul says, we don't do that. We're not comparing our life with somebody else. Then he says in verse 13, we, however, will not boast beyond measure. He said, we're not going to boast beyond where God has us, but within the limits of the sphere where God appointed us a sphere which especially includes you. Here's the fourth one, the last one, that we boast in your work for the glory and the mission of our Lord. Every person in this room is here by divine appointment. And you have a mission from the Lord to fulfill in this life. And only you know what that is. And Paul says, look, we're going to boast, not beyond, and not, well, I wish I could do that. But you're going to boast where God has you today. It says in verse 13, God has appointed us a sphere which especially includes you. Paul says, look, we're going to boast in the Lord, and we're glad that God has brought Corinth to me and to us. So we're going to boast in what God's doing to Corinth. You know, we just had a team, two teams come back from the field that God has brought to us. Indiana was not on the radar screen, but God put Alexandria, Indiana, in the hearts of some men who did construction work this week. That was beyond our sphere a couple of months ago, but God brought that in here. And then for a year now, a year, this year, uh, this, this month, this, this time last year, one year, God has brought Guatemala to us. A couple of years ago, it was no, no, nowhere on the radar screen, yet God has brought that to us. And we're going to glory and boast in the work and the mission of the glory and the mission of our Lord. What God has given us, the opportunity to boast and to give glory to God. Verse 14, we are not overextending ourselves as though our authority did not extend to you. For it was to you that we came with the gospel of Christ. Not boasting of things beyond measure, that is, in other men's labors, but having hope that as your faith is increased we shall greatly enlarged by you in our sphere to preach the gospel in regions beyond you and not to boast another man's sphere of accomplishment brother john i thought we were supposed to take the gospel all the world yeah we are but we're going to boast where god has planted us we bloom where we're planted if god were to take a seed to the philippines we're going to bloom there. If God were to open up a door in Europe, we want to bloom there. If God were to take the Guatemala team to another part of Guatemala, we're going to bloom there. But we're going to let God, His mission, and His glory drive us there. We don't want to go off another man's efforts, but God's leadership to go and take the gospel all over the world it says in verse 17 he who glories he who boasts let him boast in the lord psalm chapter 20 verse 7 says some trust in chariots some boast in chariots some in horses but we trust we remember we boast in the name of the lord our God. And I want you to see verse 18 and we'll close. It says, For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. Boy, that's a sermon in itself. 
For not he who commends himself is approved. Can I give you some 2017 English on that? It doesn't matter what you or anybody else says about you. You can be one of the greatest guys who's ever walked the face of this planet. You can be one of the greatest ladies who have ever lived on this planet. You can have friends galore. You can have all these things in your life. It doesn't matter what people say about you. There was a lot of false things being told about Paul. And Paul was one of the greatest missionaries to ever walk this planet. Paul says it's not he who is commended by everybody else. But it's what God says about you. So what does God say about you? Well, He's given you everlasting life if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So we boast in that salvation that He's given us. We, we boast in our love for the church because we're here to edify and to unify the body of Christ, not to divide. We're here to grow in our godly character that's given to us by His Holy Spirit. And then we are to grow in our work and the mission of our Lord and to boast and to brag. Boy, it's exciting to see a mission team come back home and to be able to hear them and one day in a couple of weeks share what Christ has done in their heart. That ought to excite every person in this room what Christ has done. It was King Frederick William the fourth of Prussia who one day was teaching his class and as he was going around this group of, or not, not teaching but he was in this classroom full of students and he wanted to teach them something one day so he he held up this rock and he says what kingdom is this rock a part of and the children spoke up and said mineral then he looked and he saw this bird flying on the outside and he said what kingdom does that bird a part of and the children said animal and then he looked for a few moments after he said about a bird and after he said about a stone and he pulled up this flower he says what flower does this kingdom a part of and they said that is part of the plant kingdom and then he says what kingdom am I a part of? So I ask you that question this morning. What kingdom are you a part of? Are you a part of the Lord's kingdom? Do you know that Jesus has saved you from your sins? You have that personal relationship with Him. You've repented. You know of a shadow of a doubt if Jesus were to come back today or you were to die. That you would go into the kingdom of God and you would be with Him forever and ever and ever. That's a decision that you have to make. Your mama can't make it, your dad. It doesn't matter what somebody else says. It doesn't matter if somebody else says, but you know you're saved. They don't know your heart. Only Jesus does. Are you a part of a kingdom that's building the body of Christ? Are you a part of a kingdom that's growing in your godly character? Are you a part of a kingdom that is seeking the work and the mission to bring God glory and honor every day that we live on this planet. Let's pray. Father, God, I thank you for today. And God, as we search our hearts and we have a time of invitation, God, there are ones that maybe you have brought here today for salvation. 
Lord, you are in calling and you are inviting them to be a part of your kingdom. You've offered salvation and and you offer forgiveness of sins, Lord, but they must respond. They must turn from their sins and trust in you for all of life and for salvation. So, Lord, I pray today with everyone the sound of my voice. That if there's one who needs to come to know Christ today. God, they would open up their heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I know today that I'm a sinner. I need your grace and I need your forgiveness today. So I repent of my sins. And I trust in you today for salvation. And God, those that have prayed, Lord, that you'd give them the courage to come and to make that decision public. Take the next steps in believer's baptism. And God, they'd be obedient to you, Lord. There may be Christians that are here that you're calling to unite with this church. God, they know that they have been brought here to build and to edify the body of Christ. May they be excited to boast and to brag that they can make a difference in the church and that they are a part of the body and the bride of Christ. God, there may be other decisions and we wait upon you now, Lord, but most of all, may we hear from you and may we obey in Jesus' name. You stand as